0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome from our beautiful studios here in the Beltline of Calgary, Alberta, because a lot of you keep asking, where are we? So it's in Calgary, Alberta. I think that's Canada, right? I think we're still in Canada. Uh, good, what's happening. Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to an amazing Monday, another Monday mindset meeting. Uh, today, we have um, my co-host is going to be Andrew Forbes. Um, and he's really gonna chat a little bit about website message clarity. Now I know what you're thinking, what do you really need to know about website? Isn't a website a website? There's tons of them out there, and they're all confusing. That is why I begged Andrew to be here today to help us and help The business owner or the entrepreneur in you come out who wants to understand about message, uh, website message clarity. And it's not just for business owners. I understand there's quite a few people um, who want to do their own website. Sometimes it's even for recruiting their own personal brand. So if they bought their name. So we're going to touch on some stuff like that, uh, hopefully, as well. Uh, So, uh, hello. My name is Coach Kalu. I'm going to be uh, running our meeting this morning. It's 30 minutes, action-packed, and there's going to be a QA and a at some point in our meeting today, as well as if you want to stick around, um, you could ask Andrew some specific things about your website, maybe some things to include or not include. I see some diehard fans back today, so good morning, folks. If you can just let us know in the chat, uh, we're, what's your business Uh, Where are you in the world? That would be fantastic. That's always great because then Andrew and I kind of have an idea of where everyone is going to be at. Catherine Monroe, you've heard me talk about her many times. You've seen her as well. She will be helping us in the chat room and monitoring all these great things. And so at the end, we're going to post some links to connect with Andrew as well as myself. And if you do have anything in the chat box, that's where you want to leave all that great stuff. Okay, uh, so let me introduce the person that we've been chatting about really briefly here is Andrew Forbes. So. Couple things you need to know for over a decade, Andrew Forbes had been combining his passion for teaching and learning with his expertise in web development to help entrepreneurs just like you and small to medium sized businesses create and maintain an effective web presence that allows them to grow their audience and increase their sales because your website should also be like a full-time employee somewhat uh, as well while you're sleeping. Andrew combining his background in business, entrepreneurship, music, educational technology um, with his many years of instruction in post-secondary education, Andrew uses his creativity and expertise to build a variety of online business solutions for his clients from landing pages to e-commons website, one-to-one training to group workshops, all in the way of an online courses to be able to be developed. Ladies and gentlemen, madame and monsieur, please welcome Andrew Forbes. Andrew, good morning. Did I miss anything there?
1: No, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) Good morning, Kyle.
0: (laughs) Good morning. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. I know, Andrew, maybe what's happening for you right now, you're probably thinking there's so much to say about website and most co-hosts kind of freak out a little bit because they're like, how do I get it all in? Uh, I can assure you, whatever you say is going to be tremendous value for everyone that's on here. So if you could just clarify a little bit, when you think of the, when you're talking about website um, message clarity, what's at the top of your mind? What do you mean by that?
1: Oh, what comes to mind is, um, it's just getting people to do something. Like, and often uh, clarity, I find there's lack. It's the lack of clarity that is preventing people from from accomplishing something. So, like, that's something could be anything from um, filling out your contact pages to sign up for your mailing list to buying a product to reading more uh, more resources that you have on your blog. And so, I, I when I had to sort of narrow down of what what can I sort talk about? Um, yeah, thinking of just like kind of keeping it simple and, and just focusing, just narrowing down. Like, hey, what is getting clear of what you want your, your, um, like visitor to do on your website. And that, that's I where that. the, mm-hmm. like, and that's, that's where the, the website message clarity come sort of came to mind. It's like, what, what can we do to make it as easy as possible and, and obvious for So then, so it's brain dead simple, uh, that the the visitor will know what to do.
0: Right. And interesting enough, uh, who is the visitor? Um, is the visitor a prospect is a visitor a current client or is the visitor you, right? Like who should you really be targeting when we talk about the website?
1: Well, it often is as a prospect, um, cause you always want to try to increase sales. Um, so you always want to keep those people in mind and that'll determine like what kind of uh, your messaging is, but also like returning clients, uh, returning visitors are also very important. Um, depending on what your your style of your website is or like what the purpose of your website. So it's always good to know who your target audiences are. And then sort of, and then developing your, your messaging behind that, like what problem are you going to be solving for them and how are you going to do it and what do you want them to do in order
0: for them to like take that next step take action. Right. And I think that's what I see with a lot of websites. And it's, it's interesting because you've obviously done an amazing job with our website, with the redesign and the rebuild. And so thank you for that. And I think you had what like, three or four of them to work with. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, and I think that's the number one thing when you, when we think about the mindset of message um, uh, clarity is about who are you talking to? Like, think about that, you know, when you pick up the phone and you don't know who it is, you're like, hello, you're naturally curious. But the moment you know, okay, it's a best mate or uh, a friend or a family member or whatever, it, it's interesting how we change the dialogue, right? We, we actually tailor, tailor to that, right? If we know that we're talking to someone who's quite excited, we know, da, 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 then we, we tailor that. So I think that's really what we're trying to say is getting, one, know who the prospect is, right? Even if you know your prospect and your existing clients, the type of clients you have, then you could speak directly to them. And if you know the existing client, then do you not know how to solve the problem, right? By identifying those pieces, right? So I think I see that often, Andrew's like, Websites where it has tons of information and it becomes a catalog of sales and sales and sales, but you're not really actually speaking to them.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and and that's the thing is like when someone comes to your website, they, they have, they usually give you what something, I think the research says like three to five seconds to see if are they in the right spot or not. So like, if you, if your message isn't clear of like what you're going to do for them and it resonates to them, they'll, click elsewhere. They got many other things to do and other websites that they can visit. So like, that's why it's just so important right from the, the get-go of like, uh, understanding who you want to talk to and making it like uber clear of like, how are you going to help them? And, like, what are you going to do for them? And, and why, why they should care? So that's why it's, um, yeah, it's just so important to just really tighten up your messaging and to really ask the question, like, who who is this speaking to? Uh, and is, is it clear enough? like right. um yeah like and uh it like if i was to put yourself in the other person's shoes and figure like okay if i was this type of persona or, or understanding like mm-hmm. this type of client am i solving the problem or should i just keep going <laughs> like so and that's and why, what do you yeah. mean
0: uh, i like that I sort of interrupt you there andrew mm-hmm. uh, i like that what about what do you mean by solving the problem like you I mean do they like, are you re- reverse engineering that? Like, you know that you have the solution, but now you have to frame it into them to recognize that there's a problem there or yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you have your solutions, like your, your products, your services. Um, you have you have your company. So you know what, what you're good at doing and how you can help people. But you have to basically reverse that. Think of, like, the end in mind. Like, mm-hmm. you know what you can do? Now you have to backtrack and figure out, okay, how are we going to get that, that person to recognize that and like um every so that's everything from like the user experience of getting from point a to b but then also right from the get-go of making clear of hey this is what we could do this is what we're really good at and this is like so this is how we can help you Mm -hmm. um so that they they know like oh okay so they're not just like clicking around and kind of wondering like what are these guys about? Because most people won't give you the, the time, Dave, to, to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I heard it. It is actually five to six seconds someone has on a website. Like, if you can't captivate me in that time, then I'm going to move on, right? So let's just talk about, because I think what goes well, at least in the feedback I've gotten, is when we can really kind of unpack this a little bit by using an example. So take someone who's in leisure travel, right? So they're going to be, you know, they they sell a lot of products for, for travel, but they don't own the product. They don't own the plane. They don't own the destination they don't own any of those things right um but how could they effectively have message clarity on their website do you think when you're thinking about the solving the problem
1: uh, so you said it's a leisure company so it's yeah uh, leisure yeah travel agents right travel, travel, travel agents? agency
0: mm-hmm.
1: so the, in that case i would be focusing on like um i guess like the like um Simplifying the the process of going on the of the, the trip of your life, mm-hmm. or and uh, showing it how easy it can be, like um, just doing like step one, two, three, you can go from Calgary to maybe not Palm Springs these days, but <laughs> somewhere else safe and and, and nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Yeah, okay, that uh, might have been a tough example for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really like what you said, Andrew. It's just about simplifying, because sometimes people feel anxious about traveling, right? And they don't know, and if your travel business is a little bit more complicated, then you may have to just simplify, you know, and maybe you have to speak to the safety right now about it, right? Like here's what we know about these destinations. Here's what we know that's still open, right? Because something like that I think would make sense because I think I often hear people wonder, where can you fly? Like I was in Toronto and people were like, oh, you can fly to Toronto now, right? And I was like, yeah, you can not within Canada for sure, but there's other places that you could still fly to, right? And people may not know that.
1: Exactly, it's keeping people informed, but keeping that message uh, very clear so that you're not Watching yourself when it comes to um, like using an industry lingo could uh, also can it sometimes mm-hmm. depend on who you who you're targeting to like if you're targeting to like people who have like it all comes down to i guess figuring out who you're targeting to so like if if you're targeting to people who are very industry veterans then yeah you can speak their language and then they you build that trust really because they they know your your uh technical know how uh, your competency. But if you're trying to speak to someone who is just brand new to the, the, the service or, or industry, then, yeah, you really want to keep it, keep it simple, really make that language obvious of, um, or, and just yeah. clear of, uh, this is how I'm going to help you. And um, this is the benefits you're going to get
0: from, from working with me. I love that. I love what you said. Make it obvious. Uh, uh, Folks, I'm going to put some of you on the spot. So really think about your own business. And um, again, you have an expert. uh, And like Andrew, I mean, I'm not so bad myself, but you have an expert like Andrew here. So ask some questions and maybe we could really help you get really fine tuned on your message. Even though you may say, well, you know, my product or my service is so complex. I mean, I hear that too. And within like two, three minutes, we're like, is this what you're saying? And they're like, yeah, right. So let's, let's get really clear. And what's great is we're outside the box, right, Andrew? So we could actually have that conversation. So yeah, definitely think about one or two questions that you have. there's a couple more things I wanted to say to Andrew here. um, But I'm going to come back to you guys to ask you a little bit about how are you using your website? Now, Andrew, I've heard this before and I've said this to many, many, many of my clients, you know, um, The website's like, we call it the hygiene factor, right? People notice when you don't have it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so when you have it, it's like you check off the list, right? But, you know, no one knows I'm wearing deodorant until I don't. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're like, ooh, right? So it's one of those things. That's why we say it's the hygiene factor. It's like you need the next evolution of that is the website but it has to be really clear and you have to be able to connect the problem someone who doesn't have a headache is not looking for Tylenol so until they have the headache they want to see someone saying oh my god i have Tylenol over here that's going to resonate So all your services, all these products that you have, unless you're speaking by saying, hey, do you have something for pain relief when you have a headache? Hey, do you want to de-stress or do you want to get away in a simple process? Do you know, is there, you know, this destination is ideal for relaxation, only for those who want to relax or this destination is great for adventure. Oh, for those who want, right? People who don't even fit that is going to find a way to fit. They're like, what? Relaxation? I don't know what that is. Let me get into it right? I mean, I've been telling that to Catherine all the time, like, relax already, you know what I mean? Like, go somewhere, right? But again, it's one of those things, right? Does that make sense, Andrew?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you, you really want to, um, yeah, well, yeah, just identify, like, who you, um, yeah, the, 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 well, the benefits that you provide to them, so that, mm. uh, like, if you, yeah, if you need to relax, like, here's a solution to, that will, Create these benefits um, from like working with me,
0: right? And so, what is one thing you come, you've actually experienced, Andrew, that you would say is a definite no-no on the website? Like this is the most confusing. Don't even do it. Burn your website right now if this is there. What would that be? <laughs> I'm curious, um, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I find it, it's the biggest notice that I see or a frustrating point is, is it was just comes back to like the lack of clarity that there's too many options that there's like every, there might be like five buttons next to each other, all kind of Ooh. craving your attention and yeah. you don't know where, what to do first. And so it's kind of like uh paralysis by like analysis paralysis. So like you, right. you don't, it's not, it's not clear. And like and there's lots of different like techniques you can do to overcome that. So, um so like yeah simple is better people like over sometimes over design (laughs) like Mm -hmm. they have all these or or, they'll have these amazing like animations that are really look Mm -hmm. really cool but they distract you from what you want the user or visitor to to actually do so and, and like yeah so you just have to really be clear and keep asking the question like is this like is the these are going to do what I want them to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, Am I solving
0: it? the problem? Have I identified the problem, right, is really what it is. CRISPR talks about um, the Denny's menu when we talk about choices and options. We all feel like we want choices and options, but in reality, we don't right? We really kind of want it really simple, A or B, right? The moment you get A, B, C, D, then it gets really complicated. And those who've gone to Denny's, I mean, I don't obviously, I mean, look at this body, it's like a temple, right? So I don't do those things anymore. But back in the day, I think, um, you know, they have all these options, but what do people do when they have so many options? They go back to what they know. They still order the same thing they know. And in this case, from a website perspective, that could be someone else's website right? If you have all these multiple options, you may force someone to go back to someone else's website. That is simple.
1: Yeah. Well, cause time is money at times. And if you are just getting confused and frustrated because you don't know what to do on someone's website, you're like, oh, let's go back to what I know what to do and I know right. where to click to find the information I need. Uh, like that's why people, well, no, I will open to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's like simple is oft, sometimes better than like complex mm. designs. Like mm. you, you want to make it engaging. Um, I don't want to discredit that. Um, right. but there's lots of, lots of things you can do to make your website engaging. But you, ultimately, you just still have to keep asking the question like, hey, is it obvious? What, what is the client or this visitor going to do next? Like if they're, I've got their attention. Um, they're, they're scrolling down my page. Um, mm-hmm. start asking them questions. Um, uh, like if you do have a lot of products, I think like using the approach of kind of asking questions like, Hey, are these the symptoms you may be feeling? Well, here's some solutions for that. Right. Or if that's not, then like, uh, like try to sort of filter down. It, like, um, if you do have a lot of options, then just try to find ways to sort of filter down your message. Um, so that is, you're not, um, like you're making it easy for someone to kind of like find the solution or the best fit for, uh, for one of your, your solutions.
0: Right. I mean, and so with that said, if someone has multiple stuff, would it make sense to feature certain things on the main page? Is that what you're kind of saying? Would that be helpful if every week or month or whatever, they just kind of keep it fresh by scrolling through those, those maybe main problem areas that they have solutions for?
1: Well, yeah, if you can, like on the homepage, yeah, you really want to kind of narrow down your of silos and kind of mm-hmm. do your best to like, even if you want to use the Denny's example, like at least, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of options, but at least they break it down to like the different meals of the day. So instead of having a right. hundred options, you're down to at least 20 for breakfast mm-hmm. or whatever. And so you, if you can try to like uh, think of your, your services in sort of in silos or, or buckets, as I often refer to, uh, that sort also really helps. Cause then right. you can use like, so like you you're narrowing it down Then they'll click on that. And then they can find out a little more information um, of that sort of category or bucket. Um, and then they can kind of continue their journey to find that perfect solution yeah. um, that works. Uh, it solves the problem that they're looking for.
0: Yeah. Is there a specific stack? Because we have Google Analytics. We have all these things now that are supposed to show certain things. So people who are doing their own website or they get access to that tool. Is there a metric that you think that makes sense? John, I know that's a question that you love, right? The metrics. So I'm asking in advance for you. Um, is there a metric that they should be uh, looking at, right? Is it bounce rate? Is it utilization? Is it time on page? Like What is it?
1: Um, it also, it also comes down to your, your website, I find, because like bounce rate is a very common one, um, that people can obsess over, but depending on what, um, like bounce rate measures, like how long or not how long, but basically do someone click on your link and then they delete as opposed to clicking on a link and then going to another pages on your site. So there are certain uh, strategies that you can do to, um, to help improve your balance rate. Cause like. And and like I said, that's, that's a good one to relate to our conversation today is that, like, uh, when someone clicks on a link from Facebook to go to your website, read a blog post, well, trying to narrow, uh, make, again, make it obvious of what should they do next, finding, like, additional resources if, to learn more about that topic. So, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's like, one uh, sort of strategy if you want to look at balance rate. So, uh, that is a common uh, metric to look at. Because um, the lower the number, that is often a, a good measurement, because um, it shows that people are not just going clicking, looking at one page and leaving. They're they're wanting to learn more about your website. Um, I uh, time on page. I I don't stress usually about that one, unless you are uh, unless you have a lot a lot of like long form um, information on your page, and if mm-hmm. you, if you see people are only spending. 10 seconds in your website and you expect them to spend like three minutes or <laughs> yeah. read through the pages, then, then you want to be like, then, it, then yes, this is, it's a con- potential concern you're, you're like, okay, maybe my information is too confusing. Maybe people aren't, um, uh, they're, they're not reading as much as I hope that it would be or, or learning, um, uh, as much as I hope they would about my company. So mm. you, there's, there's that kind of metrics, uh, other, other important ones. Um, because there's 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 so many
0: this is the issue is that there's so many stats and i think you know what i'm hearing with that as well andrews is is put it in perspective and i think if people are confused then reaching out to someone like you would be helpful right just to understand what they're seeing because there's so much information already out there and so is there any pointers that you have for folks this week what can they do this week that's going to help them shift the mindset or be on that right track around taking imperfect inspired action is there one or two things that you would suggest for them to do that's going to get them closer to that message uh, clarity? I think it's
1: evaluate your website and figure out what's the point of it. Uh, What's the point of like pretty much every page, like is, is, or, or, sorry, there's two two thoughts. The first one is like, yeah, what's the point of your website? Is it to get people to fill your contact form to get in touch with you? Great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then, evaluate each page is it going is it working towards that goal does it like it does it tell um, like if you think of what the user is supposed to do uh, when they go through your website like is this, do they end up on your contact page um, or if your goal is to get yeah, increase your, um, your news uh, newsletter sign up rate or like so the amount of people sign up your newsletter well, okay, how are you accomplishing that it, it, like and really sort of look like hey is the user visitor um going to do that like if they go to your blog post go to a blog post and then like uh like is it obvious for them or an easy for them to be able to sign up for your newsletter so like my biggest thing is just kind of take a look at like and think of put yourselves in the 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 visitor's uh, perspective like hey if the goal is this is it obvious that they're going to do that Right. And kind of kind of go page or try to go at least your main pages and figure like, how are they going to do it? Is it easy enough? Like, is it obvious enough?
0: Right. I I like that. If I could put that in another way for folks as well is, you know, I used to always use the example, you know, all roads leads to Rome. However, with COVID, I haven't really been mentioning that a lot lately. So it's like, does all roads leads back to your core purpose? Right. And so what you're saying is ask yourself the question about your website. What is its purpose? if it's to drive traffic to a call to action, if it's just to give information, if it's to stay top of mind, if it's to showcase certain things, just whatever that purpose is, let's just be clear with what that is, is really what you're trying to say. And then the second part is, does every sub page, additional page, comes back to that purpose? Does it some way contribute to that purpose? That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly, and an important thing you said, was is called actions is that like to me every page needs a call to action doesn't right. matter like what it is it like because if you have a call to action you're it's you're basically telling the, the visitors what to do next and so use that and make sure that that should be a checkbox on every page it's like because mm-hmm. you know, it makes it it sort of forces you to think of like Oh, I just wrote a blog post. I'm done. Well, no, no, you're not quite done. <laughs> you gotta like tell them what to do next. Right. Every, even a blog post. It doesn't matter if it's just, it's home pages and service pages. Yeah. Most people are very good at like adding call to actions and like buttons to direct the, the visitor to do what to do next. But like right, right. In my opinion, like, every page needs some sort of call to action because it's just uh, a way to, it's a checkbox to think of like what to do next for that the user. Yeah, I like
0: that. So John, you have about a minute or so to answer John's question. No pressure, Andrew. But, you know, John asked the question around how do you modify the website experience uh, when you're targeting a wide scope of prospects like baby boomers versus millennials, right? And I think this helps some people too who are in that service sector that can help. Quite a few. I know Daryl and Pauline, and you know these guys. Like they, they have multiple products, or they're the middleman sometimes. And so, how do they really get specific? How would you answer that? Mm, that's a good question. There's got yeah, different strategies. Um, like, can I jump on it while you think about a couple of things? Because sure. you know, back to what we said, uh, John earlier is about if it's focused. Right. If you're speaking because you have to specifically speak to a baby boomer that is relevant from their information. So if you target a problem for them. And that could be on one page or part of the page, then it will, they will resonate for them. And those who are going to read further or maybe come back next week, they also see what's relevant, right? Do you want to get away? Do you want, are you feeling restless, right? Or do you want to get back to your routine? Whatever that case may be. You know, I take someone like, you know, uh, Daryl's business as well, right, where he can do different things for people, you know, in the financial world at a certain age group. A 25-year-old is not thinking about retirement. They should, but they're not thinking about retirement. So what appease what is going to be more appealing to that 25 year old? Right. It comes back to, hey, do you want to start building for your next home? do you want are you are you going to be planning getting married here are some things that you need to know and start thinking about financially right um i mean and pauline same thing right from her business in the telecom world it's really about you know who i mean i know pauline does really great work with the the group in health and wellness right you know because dentists or doctors or people in that sector they're going to want certain things for their office so she needs to speak specifically to that instead of saying, well, I help everybody with telecom, right? Because that's not specific enough. And I don't know what you need me to do with that information. Did you have anything to add to that, Andrew?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, like, I guess one solution that sort of came to mind, though, to answer John's uh, question is uh, also try to think of, uh, of like, what... um, because i'm thinking like millennials versus boomers where a millennium what kind of trips or excursions are they, they looking for mm. um for example like they may be more like hey are you looking more for an adventure type excursion uh, versus maybe a, a family oriented one versus like a more relaxing one and uh, so if you carve instead of like I, you can use the information and demographics of the different types of age demographics to kind of figure out like what what would resonate with them. Um, obviously I don't think you you can market based off using those, uh, Mm -hmm. verbs. Like, are you a millennial? Click here. (laughs) Might might not quite work out or resonate, but you can use, you can, you can use their descriptions of like, Hey, are you looking for a action pack adventure to do some zip lining? Uh, we got a great package for you or something like that. Um, so like those are, you can kind of carve up your services that way is sort of what sort of came to
0: mind. Perfect. No, this is this is really good information. So we're at our time. So Andrew's going to stick around for the Q&A side. If someone has one or two things they'd like to say to Andrew or myself, um, by all means, stick around. One of the things, if not, if you did not hear today from a call to action perspective, it's about understand the purpose of your website. And does all the things that you are trying to do on there, does it lead back to that core purpose? Uh, next week, we're talking about pandemic within a pandemic. We're bringing back Dr. Michael Breen as my co-host and then we have Christopher for the healthy transformations that's going to be coming back. He's going to talk about how I got this great body. (laughs) Thank you, Carmel. And then we have Craig Turbitt's going to be here. Uh, Where is he? Yeah, it's going to be coming back to talk about the big picture when it's about wills and all that fun stuff. So stick around. Um, I really appreciate everyone being here today. I hope you have a fantastic week. If there's anything that you can take away, if this resonates for you, please let us know. We're really here to help as much as we can. And your feedback is always great. Um, And please invite those folks that you know that could benefit from a action-packed 30 minutes so then that way they can get their week started right we're going to do a quick outro then we're going to come back and continue the conversation with Andrew Forbes like, Andrew, how was that? Wasn't so bad, eh? These, <laughs> these guys are nice to you. It's different coming on the other side, eh? Oh, very much so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's really good. You know, I think that's the struggle, Andrew, for most people is, is narrowing down the audience because they know they have everyone watching and they know everyone's looking. But sometimes it's about how do I narrow it down so I'm speaking specifically, right? Like, how do you choose when you have a, thousands of people in front of you And to say, Oh, I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you. Right. And that's always a struggle. So how are you helping clients with that message? Um, besides what you've already talked about, but being really clear, really.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I don't know, thinking, thinking of the end in mind and Mm -hmm. like I've mentioned this already is yeah. Just think, think of the end of mind and work your way backwards. Like, um, I do. Course um, development, and that's ultimately what you—it's there's a lot of parallels where it's kind of like, hey, the end of this course, the user should be, or the the person taking the course should be able to do x, all these x things. Well, you can relate to to websites like by the end of their user experience, I want them to be able to like uh, consume this content, understand what I want them to do, and then get in touch with me somehow, or or interact with me somehow. So yeah
0: like
1: um i think i lost track what your original question
0: was (laughs) no just like what else they can do and i think you know we've kind of covered most of it and and i'm curious what um some folks have some question on but i think it's it's a constant thing is i i don't know about you but i don't know how many people get up and say i want to buy something today i'm going to find a website and buy something right it's very rare that i think they have that mindset that they're just want to go there and buy something. However, they're like, I want to scroll. I want to see what's out there. Let me see what's on Amazon today. Let me see. And what's on fa- Like, it's just but the moment you see a message like, couldn't you use this? Like right now, I'm seeing a lot of how to cut vegetables and all this other stuff. And I'm thinking, who needs another tool? I didn't, but I ordered one anyway. But you, you know, he said. But I think this is what's happening for for folks, right? Is because I'm like, oh, look how nice that could be. Oh, that makes it a little bit easier. It's the exact same thing I'm going to do with a knife, and I'm going to realize the knife does it better, and that I'm not going to use it, right? But again, it's so it's not that people won't buy, but they did a great job at messaging that I needed that tool because look how beautiful they've done it.
1: Yeah, well, and just how how much life they're. How much better the life is, or how much simpler mm-hmm. the life is, by using your services or right. products. Um, just really keen in and on like, hey, like, um, yeah, by, by cutting, my cut, code cutting sets will <laughs> make your life so much better because it will, uh, yeah, like it just makes that was slicing up tomatoes that much easier Um, and you're like spend less time in the kitchen and more time out
0: playing with your kids or or something like that. For those people who want to spend less time, but I mean, for me, I love spending time in there. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Anyone has any questions or uh, that you have for Andrew or comment on what you've heard today that you want to share Um, unmute yourself, if you're feeling brave and then we'll take uh, some questions. And that's this is the awkward silence well, part. I'll unmute oh, myself, Kyle. I will too. Okay. Um, well, okay, we'll go with John and then we'll come back to Daryl.
2: Good morning, Andrew. That was great. Really appreciate all of what you said so far. And uh, although I'm in the travel industry, I really don't understand why Kyle said like all roads lead to Rome. He's not using that one right now. I haven't quite figured
0: that out. So. <laughs>
2: I'm going to have to talk to Kyle after this about that.
0: Yeah, good point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: But, um, okay, because we are in the travel industry, it's extremely competitive. And we know that, uh, you know, conservatively speaking, 60% of our clients have already researched through the internet before they even start talking to us. So my question to you is when I'm dealing in a world of ultimately ultimate competitivism, and I'm not even going to worry about COVID right now because that's a whole different problem, but how do I make my messaging unique? How do I differentiate myself from everybody else? And I, I mean, I've taken a look at, um, at, uh the cmlc site it's fantastic you did a great job there Um, and it is unique but maybe you could apply it a little bit to the travel industry for me great question
1: john well i guess the first question is like what, what what makes you unique what makes you different from your all your competitors like that's, that'd be my first question to you, is because like you want to like um, obviously whether it's you're just super efficient or you have great service or you, um, well, you want to compete on price. So forget that one really, but um, uh, yeah, like really narrowing in on what's your unique um, selling proposition and sort of highlighting that it would be sort of one suggestion to look at. Um, because yeah, like why really thinking deep down, like, why should someone care about you? <laughs> like, not, not, I don't know you personally, so, but like <laughs> your, your business, like why, why should people care about your, your business and start of find, how can we highlight that, pull that out and display that on your website?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in our business, just to give you a little further context of that. Yeah, we, we are in, in travel, but actually what we do is we sales we're in sales and marketing mm-hmm. we're, we're consultants we're experts that's what i think our value proposition is um and that's the type of messaging that we need to get out to people because they don't necessarily think of us as knowledge experts they mm-hmm. think of us oh you're a provider to get me to some place that doesn't have covid right now
0: right mm-hmm. john sure. um sorry andrew can i jump in go ahead because I am itching. Um, John, you just said something that I really... Unique selling proposition is one thing, and that's fine if you have something that's unique. For those people who don't have anything unique is about how do you solve that problem even better? And how do you identify the problem? Because people are going to go to you if they know you've identified the problem. That's one way. The other way is we have to re-educate them. Now you said something there that I think is bang on, which is you are knowledge experts in this destination, right? It's the experience and you guys have knowledge for those people who want to experience. So I would say to you, if I went to your website, do I see you display your knowledge? Is there opportunities where you're displaying your knowledge to say, hey, for those who want this experience, it's not just product knowledge, it's here's what people have said to us. Here's what someone, we gave them the information that they actually came back and said, oh my God, these guys told me this was going to happen and it happened. I was able to have the best experience because these guys said, I need to do the following things. Does your google review actually say that as well right Mm -hmm. because they're gonna write about that they're not gonna i've never seen a google review that says oh my god i called john mcintyre they have 17 uh, different product line and uh, i was able to go through the 17 different product line and well just so you know they've also spent all this money on their training and development which i think is great like they never said that right what they're talking about is oh my God, I called the person. They made it so seamless. It was flawless. They knew exactly what I wanted and I had the trip of my lifetime. So that's what I would say, John, is what is unique. Or if we're trying to shift the industry to Mm -hmm. something else, we have to retrain them to say, because again, our website's going to have that knowledge. Andrew, Mm -hmm. am I up to lunch there or does that make sense? No, no, you're you're
1: totally bang on. Yeah, if you can get some, uh, uh, that's a great strategy of uh, collecting testimonials. And then taking one step further and revalue or trying to find commonalities in the messaging. You can pull part of your messaging can be taken straight from the user. If there, if you see this common theme of people really love how yeah you make it so easy. well will use that language in your marketing. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we make travel easy, right? It's one thing I do with uh, the real estate, uh, my realtors that I work with, because they're constantly confusing the message. And it's, it's a tough thing when someone buys a home for the first time. And when they say, hey, we take the stress out of real estate, that resonates for people, right? Thank you, John, that was really good. Um, Daryl Standish. Good morning, how are you? Good morning, interesting background there.
2: <laughs>
3: Well, thank you.
0: Yeah,
3: it's appropriate for today's world. Um, Andrew, great presentation again today. So I I guess my question is a little bit off base, um, but the things you said really resonate on just doing individual practice. But, for example, in in my industry, we're pretty limited on what we can do on a website, let alone we just, we have to utilize a company, websites, um, there's regulatory regulations and and so many things that are so tightly wrapped around that how do you how do you kind of use a company's website without being able to put in exact value propositions more of a bio on who you are and what value you bring um, to doing that like it's it's almost a catch-all but yeah our our prospect base, 95% of them don't realize they actually need our help. Mm-hmm. They think they're okay, so that becomes an interesting predicament. People
0: and, and Daryl, just so Andrew understands, what is your business? Just so he knows. So, what so I'm a about.
3: financial advisor mm-hmm. um, with a major Canadian, um, a fairly large Canadian company. Mm -hmm. So not independent. So we, we are regulated on the company stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, but people think they're okay, or they want to do it themselves um, where our website wouldn't direct them to individual investments because we don't Mm -hmm. know anything about them. So Mm -hmm. it becomes interesting when they don't know they need the help much like Kyle's knife thing, Mm -hmm. but a knife thing I think Mm -hmm. is a little different than, than what we do. Right. I bought lots of golf things like Kyle did. Didn't even know I needed this new putter, but yeah. I've got five of them now. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so what, like, what what are you currently allowed to do within your marketing strategy? I should start there.
3: Unfortunately, yeah. not um, online. Like, I couldn't create my own. Web page, we can do some Facebook and LinkedIn messaging and advertising for um, seminars and stuff, so that would be one area that i I need to expand on for sure, so utilizing that maybe to direct them would that be well, that's one, answer, if, yeah.
1: if that's an avenue you're allowed to do yes definitely um, I, like i always, I always start with a website, but if that's sort of off the table then yeah, using Google ads, Facebook ads, especially uh, where you can sort of narrow down um, the focus on where the ads are going to reach. Um, That'd be great because uh, a great avenue to at least try to f- sell that, um, um, not just the service, but like that the lifestyle or what those, those benefits that, that you provide for people. Um, Cause you can highlight, you can tell stories um, like, uh of in your advertising to explain like what uh like how how you're changing lives or making them think of things like you say people 95 percent don't know that they need your help um well okay if you can sort of narrow down and think of two or three of those scenarios or uh and sort of start telling like storytelling basically to people so that it helps them like resonate you can do that in a form of an ad um or um yeah, like <laughs> that's tough. We don't have a website. Yeah, it um, is.
3: I, so opposed to the website focus, concentrate more on individual short advertising kind of clips.
1: Um. Yeah, you can do advertising. Like, I'm trying to think of what what's available to you. Because yeah, you can always now there's now there's like Google. Well, uh, uh, the Google biz, my business like posts. You can do short posts or LinkedIn posts. Uh, but I, I, it's hard to. Um, there's lots of different, um, options out there, but I'm not, uh, it's
0: hard to give clear advice. Whenever. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Daryl, uh, with you and other folks that are in the regulatory, um, body. Here's where I would say your website is that information only info, right? So one, you have to now make sure your website actually from the company standpoint has the relevant information. And one of the strategies I would suggest to you is using it piece by piece by piece meaning when you do post in social networks or when you go speak about something, you can redirect them for additional information. Because there's right. times there's a certain group of people who want more information. So this is where you can make a statement, this is where you can tell tell one of those stories around how you've helped someone or a particular person who has a certain problem, or you can speak from an avatar perspective in other areas, other Google ads, Facebook ads, or your regular LinkedIn post. or when you comment on someone else's stuff, And then I would redirect them to, if you want more information on this, you have two things. Give me a call. So a clear call to action, as well as our website has that information, right? So those who want that credibility checked off their list is able to redirect on that. Because there's a few of you that are in that space where it's not decided by you. Someone else needs to, but it does have great content. Um, mm-hmm. i think in something like that you could just redirect someone specifically and that's when i would post the specific page of where i want them to go right. and then also remind them this is also how they can get a hold of me because i know with these websites are not clear to click here for Daryl, right it's a whole right. body of thing and it gets rerouted by so rerouted yeah yeah
3: rerouted right helpful? To my page yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Right. So I, I think that makes sense. Andrew, what do you think about that? Because in that way, they're still utilizing the website that has tons of information, but he's able to get quite specific. Yep.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. You use what you, you have available uh, yeah, the more specific, the the better. Cause then people you've already kind of funneled them down to a certain point, if they're going like the more specific you can get it. Um, yeah. So if you can, so no, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah. Daryl, just even leveraging it. Cause if you go onto your website and that's probably the question you could ask yourself as you go through the pages, like Andrew was saying of what is its purpose and does it lead back to it? Um, but if you go onto a certain website and they're speaking about a specific product, then your post should be about how does that product solve these following problems? Right. And then that way it becomes relevant. Because if it's just information, I think that's the misconception that we feel people get the information and they know exactly what to do. Uh, Right, Andrew? They don't. Like, we have to tell them, this is what you do with this information. Um, Because you and I know a lot of information, but we don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? It's just about, oh, this, when people read this, this is what, I think if you could become that expert, Daryl, in that area by breaking that down and educating them how to read it, but then now that they've read it, this is what you need to do. I believe that would be helpful. Andrew, any last words? Thank you so much for that, Daryl. I appreciate it. Uh
1: final words. Don't don't assume your visitor will know what to do. So make it yes. obvious and and to help them really lead. It's like the analogy: leave that horse to water. Like you, mm. um, and uh, just yeah, uh, just make it simple.
0: <laughs> Perfect. It clear, Keep so. it simple. I think that's kiss right. Keep it simple. <laughs> Stupid or keep it simple, whatever, another word for that. Um, But keep it simple. I think that's all we're saying. Thank you, everyone. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week with Dr. Michael Green, where we talk about a pandemic within a pandemic. Uh, Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much again, Andrew. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Kyle.